0: Use the congregation the encouragement and prayers that you have given. A few tokens of appreciation. And also for today, I know Belita can rest now because she was worried that with me preaching the food wouldn't get done. So that's been taken care of. But I'd like to go to Philippians chapter four and share Uh, The first nine verses. There's five things here that Paul uh, brought out that I would like to bring out that has something to do with our relationship with Christ. And you feel like, well, you know who God is and you want to follow him. But is your God here or is it out there somewhere? that we're praying to you. So I want to start with verse 4. Chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, and long for my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech Iodias and beseech Santechi that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And I treat thee also to... Yoke fella, help these women which labor with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything my prayer and supplication, my thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known Unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. These things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. The first thing that Paul addresses here is standing fast in the Lord. And I think that is so important that we stand fast, especially as we see the changes that we've seen in the world, and and so on. is so, you know, the gospel has been so watered down that sometimes you don't even know what is truth. But he says here that we are to stand fast in the Lord. So that standing fast is to be secure, to be kind of grounded to the point that Things can change but i 'm still going to follow Christ because of i'm uh, because of what I stand in now i 'm not talking about standing firm in how I believe and how I interpret scripture, but it 's standing fast in a principle that is taught in the scripture, so that means if i come to a point in my life where I need to make a decision, I'm going to stand fast in Christ and make that decision based out of the principle that he has taught, not figure out how, what is truth and what isn't truth, but to stand firm in that. And I think that's so important because how do you know who God is if things are changing around us You know, what is truth? And there are just so many things. And especially younger people, um, yeah, can become very confused because us older ones can at times become so confused also. But to stand fast in the Lord, to be firm in that. The second thing that I see here is there was a problem between two ladies... He says that they be of the same mind. So it appeared that there was two ladies that didn't see the same thing. They saw things differently. Now I wish I would he'd been more more detailed in what was going on. You know, we like to know what the what what was behind this. But if we read back, and I think uh Tarot addressed one of the verses, if we look back, he constantly mentioned be of the same mind so it appeared that you know he we we live in a diverse world we always it's always been that way where you know even within the congregation we're diverse and God made it that way but we can think differently but we can still have the same mind and you say, well, how is that possible? Well, the think of the same mind is, a, is our focus on, on Christ. It's being steadfast in Christ and willing to follow Christ to the end. And it's looking at Scripture as how, what is truth, and coming to the conclusion of what we feel is truth. And if someone else can come to the same point in life and maybe come up with a different idea but when we come together as a brotherhood we can still worship Christ in that and I think that's where um, yeah that's where we need to work because I think if we want to have a, a relationship with Christ first of all we have to have a relationship with our brotherhood and you've heard this many times over by me you can't love God and not love your brother. Um, I sometimes I think our prayers to God is hindered because of our relationship with with our brethren, and you know there's a verse that talks about even with our wives, if we don't respect our wives and honor them, our prayers are hindered. It also says if we Bring our gifts to the altar, and we have aught with our brother. Go back and take care of that before you give the gift to God. So I think God wants, God has a diverse people, but he wants us to be of the same mind, and that is to follow Christ to the end, no matter what. The third thing I see here is verse 4 of rejoicing. Uh, before I get into that, and um, he did mention that his fellow yoke, uh, yoke fellow was to go and take care of that problem. And if you go back to Philippians chapter 1, you'll see that Paul was addressing to the t- bishops and deacons. And so what a better group of people to go and take care of the problems they had. Then he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And I guess I thought about rejoicing in, in the Lord. You know, is this something that is emotional? You know, do we have to maybe uh, have a song playing where we can just re- rejoice in Christ? Well, if you look up that, the thought here in rejoice, it's a calmly rejoicing. So in other words... My relationship with Christ is good. You know, I'm, I'm steadfast. I'm going to serve him. It doesn't matter what my friends do. I'm going to serve Christ. Um, I have peace with my fellow men. And I'm just rejoicing in Christ. And that's what it says here, to rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. Be happy. Be happy as a Christian. You know, we have so much um, going for us as, as a Christian. And just mentioned the verse earlier, whose names are written in the book of life. Rejoicing in that, that my name is written in the book of life. And rejoicing in hope. I have hope now. You know, life here uh, could give us um, less hope in, in life of the future. But we rejoice because we have hope hereafter of being with God because our names are written in the book of in the book of life. So rejoice, rejoice always. And the fourth thing that I see is in verse six. Be careful for nothing. And that word be careful means don't worry, don't be anxious about anything. Have such a confidence in God as to be free from anxiety that is causing from it that is causing anxiety in my life. To be, be a total of total um, dependence on Him, following just uh, putting my life in Christ's hands and, and know that I'm going to be taken care of. I'm not worrying about uh, whatever anxiety is coming to your mind. And then he says, in everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests be known to God. What is Prayer. When you pray what do you what what do you do? It's more than just a conversation that we have. You know, Lord bless me and and maybe we think of the Lord being in heaven which he he is. But so often it's it's our prayers is a lot about me. But Prayer is a drawing near. It's our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I'm drawing near to God. I'm coming, we're coming together in spirit and worshiping who he is. And that is really what uh, prayer is all about. It's like Owen described. It's praying to our Father. Talking to our Father. And then let your requests be known to God. I want to come back to that. But just how big is your God? You know, think about bringing your requests to God. How big is your God? Is God able to take care of whatever you're dealing with right now? Whatever you're anxious about. Maybe it's financially. Maybe it's the upcoming elections. Maybe it's something else, a child health or something that is causing anxiety in your life. Is God bigger than that? Is he able to help you? Who is our Father? He is the creator of the universe. He's created everything that we have and see. He is, has unlimited power. There is nothing that he can't do. There's no wall thick enough to keep from falling down. There is nothing that can keep God from doing his will. He parted the Red Sea when the children of Israel had their backs to it. When the three Hebrew children were thrown in the fire, he burned everything but the flesh and the hair. He's able to do that. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He caused the blind to see. Is there anything that he can't do? How big is your God? Then the fifth thing I like to look at is the peace of God in your heart. Is in verse 7. It says, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding. So we can't even understand it in our human minds. So we trust. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm right. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So as we are going through this trial in our life, there's nothing too big for us that he can't help you through it. And then he's going to keep your mind. He's going to give you peace, take that anxiety out of your mind and give you comfort that he can be with you and that he is with you. In 1 Peter 5, 7, he says, casting all your care upon him because he careth for you. And that care is anxiety. So casting all your care, anxiety, and he will care for you. And then I wanted to look at verse 8. So in doing this and giving us peace, what is our thought life as we are going through this? You know, we lots of times pray, and then we worry. You know, we, or we try to take care of it, and then we pray, and then we worry. But he says, don't worry, but think on these things. Think on things that are true. You know, think of things that have happened in the past of how God has blessed your life. Think on, on, uh, on Christ. Think of maybe life hereafter instead of the life here on this earth. But whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely... Whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So if you want to get past that worry thoughts, you've got to think on him. You've got to change our thoughts. It was interesting just not too long ago, I was reading about the brain and how the brain is repairing <coughs> is repairing itself. And... And anyways, in the process of of reading through that, it says that every thought that you think is preparing you for your next thoughts to come. You know, so if I think of, if I'm worrying about something and think the worst, my next thoughts are going to be what's worse. And you can start thinking negative, and it just it, you're trained, your brain is trained to keep thinking negative. So you've got to reverse, transform our minds, and to start thinking of the positive, of the good things in life, whatsoever things are true and honest, and whatsoever things are just. So when we sit in a life of just worrying about things that we have no control over, our minds are going to keep thinking that so we need to change change that i really wanted to spend some time this morning praying for um yeah for the upcoming election i'm sure a lot of people are anxious about that the future you know but Again, is God able? And I know you can talk to people and say, well, you know, if God is able, but he uses people to, so we need to get out there and vote. But God has always been able to change people's minds, and God's will is always put in place. And we can pray. And our prayers will be far more effective than our vote that we put in.